Backstage Pass Radio is now a global podcast heard in 70 countries around the world. Our newly formed partnership with Synad Outdoor has us seeing great traction in Texas and Louisiana. Since Synad's beginnings in 1964, this family-owned and operated advertising company has become the largest independently held billboard company in Texas today. Synad prides itself on unbeatable service and turnaround time. Let their experienced design team create the perfect advertisement to showcase your business. Contact Synad today at 713-861-6013. And also make sure to visit their website at www.synad.com and tell them Backstage Pass Radio sent you. I am excited to have a local favorite and a wonderful singer-songwriter sitting right across from me in the studio this evening. Hey everyone, it's Randy Holsey with Backstage Pass Radio. You guys hang tight. I'm going to put Jesse Roach in the hot seat right here in the Crystal Vision studio when we come back. This is Backstage Pass Radio, the podcast that's designed for the music junkie with a thirst for musical knowledge. Hi, this is Adam Gordon, and I want to thank you all for joining us today. Make sure you like, subscribe, and turn alerts on for this and all upcoming podcasts. And now, here's your host of Backstage Pass Radio, Randy Halsey. Well, I am here with the mega-talented Jesse Roach. Jesse, thanks so much for braving the traffic and getting all the way out to Cypress from the Woodlands. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So you went, I guess, kind of around the planet today. You were you started out in Huntsville to work in the woodlands to Cyprus, and then you'll go back to Huntsville this evening. So you're going to see like the entire <laughs> the entire south part of Texas tonight. It, it sounds like right. For sure. Well, yeah. So it's great meeting you. Finally making your acquaintance. And I'm wondering if you might just grab one of those guitars off the wall and maybe kick the show off with a song of your choice. What do you say? This is Girls from the South. You need a ride, baby. They come crashing down Yeah, I'm breaking laws Yeah, I'm breaking you down Coming like a whirlwind And I'll tear up this town Yeah, yeah Cause mama tried to warn you About us girls from the south can play but you're not hard to get Your words don't say what your lips did Well I rocked your world with just one kiss And I worked you over Oh yes I did Here come the walls if they come crashing down Yeah I'm breaking laws Yeah I'm breaking you down 
trying to warn you about us girls from the south. So that was a song called Girls from the South, right? Wonderfully done. I love the song. And gosh, your uh, voice fills this room up really nice. Thank you. Yeah. So many times I'll have the headphones on and then I like to take the headphones off to really hear what it sounds like in the room. And your, your voice is booming in here, but it sounds wonderful. Thank you so much. Love the song. This is a song that's what, six years old? Love it. Something six like or that? seven. Mm-hmm. What inspired the song for you? You know... Honestly, I, I don't know. I just kind of was going through like this, I wouldn't even say manhater, just like a strong woman. Like, uh-huh. I don't know. It's just, that's just what I was feeling at that time. Sure. There was no really inspo for it. Just, um, I was a little badass for a while there. Of course. Yeah. Well, I've seen some videos. You, it looks like you had a wild side. I did. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> and you're proud of it, right? Uh, Are no, you proud? You're know. not proud. Okay. She's not proud. I'm not, of not proud of it. You know, it is who I am. You're, you're neither, you're neither or, or nor, right? You, you, it's whatever. As long as I don't have to see those videos, I'm fine. <laughs> well, no, the, these were, these were actually music videos. No, I, I, I thought they, they were cool, right? It wasn't. Like, I had the Justin Bieber bangs. Like I was so emo. <laughs> I'm like I hate the world, but well, I didn't. I was happy, but I was just wild. But in all fairness, we all look back at past haircuts or whatever and say, "What? Um, what was I thinking again? This I looked really dumb there." <laughs> I was so desperate to be the rebel child of my yeah, family, and yeah. I was regardless. I didn't yeah. have to try. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From the outsider looking in, you look really cool. You know, it was the tattoo look and the black hair and all of that. Thank so, you. yeah, you had it going on for sure. How many songs would you say that you've written over the years? Is it a few or is it many? Like, are you prolific? Or are you not so much? Like, talk to the listeners a little bit. I've probably bit. written, like, I don't know, probably 10 or 12 songs. You okay. know, if half written songs counted, I would have gazillions. You know, sure. I never, never can quite finish them here recently, I guess. There's just so much to put out there and there's so much that you're, you know, you're listening to and you're trying to grow from listening to these amazing writers out there. And you're like, how do I write? Like, and so you're always putting yourself up against the standard when you should just, you know, let it flow. No. And you're right. Like, and I can also echo that and come over the top of you by saying that I'll watch guitar players on YouTube. I'm a YouTube junkie, like many people are. And who was I talking to the other day? Oh, I was talking to a guy named Bumblefoot. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but Bumblefoot was the guitar player for Guns N' Roses for eight eight years, and then he played with Asia. He's a world-renowned guitarist, and I was telling him on the interview, I said, YouTube, watching people on YouTube, inspires me but it pisses me off all at the same time because (laughs) these players are so good 
these vocalists are so good at a young age, right? So it inspires you to be better, but it's like, why is that eight-year-old kid that much better than me? And I've been playing the guitar for 37 years or whatever, right? It's very, it can be very frustrating. Oh, for sure. As my point. And there's so much more out there like YouTube and, and social media and of all course. that, that show you these things that maybe you didn't, we all didn't know about that of they course. were doing this before, you yes. know? And it's so much easier to learn things these days. Look at all the tools on, oh, yeah. on the internet and, you know, you're not as old as I am for sure. But back in the day, there was, there was no internet. You didn't pull up tablature. Like who, I mean, as a guitar player, you, you hit the play button, rewind, play, rewind, and <laughs> yeah. you memorize songs. That's how you learn to play a guitar. And now you've got tablature mapping everything out and, you know, all these cool videos that you can watch. So the tools are different and kids are learning a lot faster these days. But I also wanted to find out from you, if songwriting, does it come easy for you or is it a struggle? You know, if there's sometimes, sometimes it comes easy. Mm -hmm. The songs that I have written like came to me that day. And then there's times where I really want to put a lot more effort into songs, like write them a little bit differently. And um, those are the ones that seem to take me long. I overthink them a lot. Of course, of course. I was mentioning that, um, you know, I'd known of you for quite a few years now. What really keeps you busy these days? Are you like heavy into the music scene? You working outside of the music scene? Family? Like what's going on in your world today? Well, a little bit of both or three, all three, actually. All three, yeah. um, I do. I do work. I play music constantly yeah. wherever I can, whenever I can get in, I'm playing. And I have... A one and a half year old oh. and a sixteen year old. So oh, that's our big gap there. <laughs> yeah, life's been busy. <laughs> right? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> well, are the since the birth of the baby have the show slowed way down? Or are you really back out full swing performing again? I'm back out full swing. I'm a little bit more picky about sure playing. You know, I have a radius sometimes. You know, just depending. Yes. I'm like, okay, I need to keep it here or there. But or is this? Is this going to be fulfilling to me if of I'm course. going and just, you know, in the music grind where you're yeah. just playing and not having it. a good time? I, I, that's not how I want to be. So I keep keep my um, my regulars and then I have yes. some that are outside of that. And I love it. My my oldest plays, too. So we're just a little music family. Oh, how cool. Mm-hmm. Talk to the listeners a little bit. You spoke of the radius, right? Talk a little bit about your radius. So. For the podcast is now heard in 80 countries around the world. So there's going to be a lot of people that have no idea what you're talking about. But for some of the local people, you're in Huntsville. So like, what's the radius? Is it, do you come into Houston? How far out from Huntsville? Like, honestly, are there parameters for you that you won't play outside? There's not really parameters. I will play anywhere. Honestly, that is, is a good Good vibes, good okay, place sure. to play, um, a new place to play. But for my regular, like, there's two a month that I keep around my area, okay. you know, around Huntsville. So sure. within 30 miles is normally where my comfort zone is. Now I will play other other venues. It just really depends on the situation. Of, okay. Those couple of venues in Huntsville, did you want to shout them out real quick? I do. I love okay. Big Easy out there in Huntsville. It's one of my favorite places to play. We play Saturday nights. Once a month, at least. And then uh, Point Blank is a Bullet Bar and Grill. And that's kind of out towards Livingston. And um, I love all them out there, too. Yeah. It's funny. I had a 
a female friend, but I grew up with her, you know, from the old neighborhood back when I was a little boy, but um, her and her family live out in Point Blank. And I remember her saying, hey, bring the guitar. We're having a family get together. I'm like, shoot, yeah, that, that sounds like a blast. So uh, I didn't realize how far Point Blank was from here. <laughs> I was like, gosh, damn, damn, Sharon, if you would have told me it was going to take me 18 <laughs> hours to get out here, I probably would have said, can I just record a few songs for you and you can play them out there or whatever? Here's but my uh, video. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> It was kind of a brutal drive. It was a nice drive, but uh, myself, like you, I kind of have this radius as well. About the furthest I venture from here is down, well, I go to Jackie's down in Kemus. That's probably about the the furthest that I go, but much past that. And that's only once every blue moon, right? But I try to, you know, I have this comfort zone right here in the greater Cyprus. I'll venture up to the woodlands, but that's only like, 30 minutes up the, the road on 99. So it's easy for me to get to. Yeah. But I feel like I was really saturated out in the Cypress area for a long time. I played everywhere in Cypress. Yeah. There wasn't one bar I hadn't been really? at that I played at. And I loved it. And driving back out here on my way to your house, I was like, uh, were you reminiscing a little was, bit? Were you? you know, Isn't was, that cool, though, to reminisce a little bit about like, the old days? I've been down all these roads. <laughs> <laughs> been here, got the t shirt, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, were you originally. From Cyprus or Spring? Well, when I first moved to Texas, I was originally in Conroe. Conroe, okay. And then I moved to Cyprus, and I lived here for about close to 10 years, and then I moved back out to Spring. So, did you go to high school here? I did. Where'd you go? Caney Creek High School. Okay, all right. In the woods. (laughs) And then where are you originally from? I'm military, so I wasn't okay. really from, well, I'm, I'm not military, where, my dad was. Wherever dad was wherever is dad where was you grew up. Right? I was born yeah. in Georgia, and I lived okay. in North Carolina, Alaska, Wow, everywhere, honestly. What's, so, and I had no idea this would come up, but I've always wondered about being a military brat. What's that like for a kid moving from place to place? Was it cool or was it tough as a kid? Or do you really have much uh, recollection of that? It was or maybe a hybrid of both, maybe. I don't know. Sometimes it was, I'm, I don't know. It was fine as I was little, you know, when I was really little. I loved living in Alaska. I was very outdoorsy, and I, I rodeoed for a while out there and got along with everyone. And then as I got older, I think, I think it got harder being a teenage girl moving from school to school. Well, probably because you're really developing relationships in your teenage years, I would think, is one of the big reasons, right? As a young kid. They're your friends, but it's not, it doesn't mean the same as when you're a young teenager. Then you're really, those yeah. are the formidable years of, yeah. of building relationships. <laughs> like, what? I've got to move again, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I then, you know, watching everyone that's grew up together and then being the newbie was, yeah. was tough sometimes, you know. But I got to meet so many people and made so many friends in different states. I think that was yeah pretty cool. So what part of Alaska? Um, I lived in Chugiak, but my dad was stationed in Fort Richardson. Okay. And what uh, branch of the military was? He was Army. Army guy? Okay. He was a airborne, 82nd yeah, Airborne. Nice. Very cool. Mm-hmm. So Cypress Spring, now you're in, in Huntsville, and you've been there for, what, three years, you said? Yes, sir. So, you know, I, I don't know if you wanted to talk about this or not, because it was interesting, and the re- I'll tell you why I say this, is because I had another artist on that had been on one of the singing shows, right? And they really didn't want to talk about it. I don't know that the experience was that great for them, but I was going to ask you, 
maybe something the listeners, they don't know about you is that you are an American Idol Mm-hmm. vet, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Tell the listeners a little bit about the experience of the show, because I think, you know, we see one thing on TV, but was your experience a good experience, a not so good experience? Just tell us a little bit high level about the yeah. time on the show. It was tough, honestly. Um, it is not for the week. People that make it through that show to the end have put put in some time and some real effort. Sure. It, it's not... What you see on TV, you know, you see the people going in there goofing off and, you know, singing goofy songs or whatever. That's not really all that's there. There's a lot of work behind there. You you hardly get to sleep, honestly. You're up Mm -hmm. constantly rehearsing. They throw new songs on you overnight and you need to have them and be ready to perform them in front of these judges when you when you make it to Hollywood. You know, there's a whole lot more auditions you do before you even get to that point though that they don't show i probably went through like 10 to 12 auditions i mean it seemed like anyways it was a lot i'll pause you there so we i think you if my memory serves me correctly you were austin right you auditioned in austin i did okay so when you talk about multiple auditions you know the facade that we see is you walk into the room and you you sing in front of three judges and you get a ticket to Hollywood, right? Mm-hmm. What what auditions are you referring to outside of the ones that, you know, the typical uh, viewer of the show sees on the, on the TV program? So originally you'll go into a stadium, like in a, almost like a hockey rink is what it looks okay. like. And they have curtains up between y'all and you'll do probably two or three auditions of that. Different times. You go back different times and you'll advance, advance, advance. So you're doing what you're going with producers or all these other people first before you even make it. Oh, to wow. I yet. had no idea. So there's a lot of. So uh, they're screening you before you even get to. There's the, at least at least five screenings no before you. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. I bet you a lot of people would be surprised to hear that. You know, mm-hmm. there was a lot and you're not allowed to talk about it, you know, so you can't yeah. be like, I made it through this round or whatever. There of was a course. lot of rounds that weren't even with the judges. Yeah. Uh, well, I could see where you'd be under some kind of a non-disclosure agreement with the show. I had a, a good buddy of mine who was one of my bonus episodes. So sometimes I go a little off the music subject and just bring in another topic. And this buddy of mine was a fighter in the UFC and he was on the season six of the ultimate fighter and it was kind of what you're talking about during the show and the filming they could never you know talk to people at home about what they're doing on the show or whatever Mm -hmm. that kind of nda thing so and well i think your season what what was that um was it j-lo and harry connick jr was that the keith urban time as well and i think uh randy jackson was a mentor then maybe i don't or was he there okay all right I don't remember. He he came back as a mentor, and but I don't know how long he came back as a mentor for. But your season was thirteen. I think it was fourteen. Fourteen mm-hmm. was that the year that Caleb Johnson won? Was that the bigger set? Dude? Yeah, 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 that was him. Yeah, that the rock and roll singer. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. He always yeah. wore a tiger, like this jacket with yes. a tiger on the back. And I remember standing in line behind him, like he was amazing. He was cool. He, yes, he he really was. He deserved that. And I don't know. Actually, I heard that he had played with some bigger names. I don't know what he's doing now post post show, but if you had to go back and re, kind of relive the whole experience, would you do it again? You think? Yes. I mean, it was so much different when you're younger. Some people are born in 
bred into music, you know, and me, I just started playing right whenever I started music. Honestly, I've, I've been playing guitar for three months before I had my first gig. Oh, really? Yeah, it was wow. wild. And just happened to know people, you know, Heather, of Heather course. Aileen, yeah. mm-hmm. she was my roommate. Yeah. I was like, if you can play, I can, you know, yeah. so I got thrown in there. But it was different for people that, you know, it just comes naturally to. And I think that after all these years of experience, if I went back, it would be... I would have put more into it. Sure. Do you feel like, well, let me rephrase this. How do you feel like your voice has changed since then? Has it, has it matured or was it already mature then? Was it kind of at the, at the summit or the pinnacle of what your voice has always been? Or do you feel like your voice is better now than it was back on the show? Talk a little bit about the voice now versus the voice then. Well, I think I was starting to find myself vocally. I was so worried about playing guitar in the beginning that I mm. really wasn't worried about like figuring out my vocals. And then I did figure that out. I feel like it's so much better now. I've had multiple vocal lessons and, and really found myself in my music now. I think that, you know, one of the things that you have going, and I've always kind of thought this, I don't know that I've ever said it out loud, but when you have a beautiful voice and a powerful voice like you do. You don't have to be a great guitar player. You're just accompanying yourself. There's no, there's nothing, there's no reason that you need to be a flashy guitar player for, right? <laughs> it would be cool though. <laughs> no, I don't disagree with that at all. Like I want to be a really great guitar player too. I'm not, but uh, because I play next to Chris and Chris, like every time I see him play night after night, it's just like, really, why can't I play like you, you know, but uh, so my joke is, well, one of us has to look good, right? You're the, you, you go. have the great talent, but I'm the spokesmodel. No, you know, it was, that's the tongue in cheek joke, but a wonderful player. But, you know, Heather's a good guitar player. You know, you brought up Heather Aileen. I've seen her play several times. And she's a great guitar player, but her voice is like both of your voices are just, they're that good where I think the focus or the focal point is more the vocal than it is the guitar. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I, do. I think I, you can, can get by it. with that. Well, I was wondering, speaking of the guitar and voice, I was wondering if you had another song, like I'm, I'm going to like keep pushing the envelope here. Okay. And I'm, if you're willing to play, I'm going to ask you to play. You just tell me no, if you don't want to, but I'd love you to share another song with the listeners. If you'd be so kind. For sure. Absolutely. Awesome. This is a Courtney Patton song. She's been, um, one of my biggest influences. Well, I won't tell you I'm much too proud, 
Yeah, the truth is I'm just lonesome down now Well, I tried to convince myself That I can't feel the pain Soak it up with whiskey And I walk out in the rain Stumble down the street Well, I'm standing on a mountain The one I built with guilt and shame Looking loud at the messes that I've made I wish I could go back down And tell them I'm sorry without a doubt Yeah, the truth is I'm just lonesome down and loud well, I tried to convince myself that I can't feel the pain. Soak it up with whiskey and I walk out in the rain. Stumble down the street while I scream and shout. When the truth is I'm just lonesome down now. This is, that sounds wonderful in this room. Like your, your voice is amazing. I think this is the first time that I've ever seen you play live. So this is a treat for me and it's a treat that you're here playing for the, for the listeners, right? Do you come from a musical family or not so much? I do. My dad and all my uncles play. My maternal grandmother played piano and she had a deep voice. But my dad and all his brothers have Vince Gill voices. Okay, the nice like, tenor voice, yeah. Very good Vince Gill yeah. voices, and they all play. And they're all, it's all boys. Hmm. I'm the only girl at the campfire really? playing loud and deep. <laughs> they're like, where the hell did you get that? <laughs> they only need one of you, though. I mean, <laughs> yeah. you, you carry your weight, so good for you. It's always nice to hear the vulnerable side of the artist, and there's nothing like a good acoustic song to really expose the artist like that. And it, it exposed your talent very nicely. Thank you. Do you remember 
when you were growing up, like when you kind of discovered that you had a vocal talent, do you remember that? Like how old you were or did you never give it any thought? I did. I was such a daddy's girl, honestly, and whatever he did, I wanted to do. And watching him sing and play, I was like, gosh, I want to do that. And then I kind of just didn't think much of it. I tried to learn guitar and I was like, this is too much. Like, no thanks. And I remember being about 12 and my dad was cleaning out the attic. He goes, what do you want to be when you grow up? I was like, I want to be a famous singer. You know, and I didn't even play guitar or like try to do anything to go to do that. Yeah. But uh, about 22 years old is whenever I finally was like, okay, I'm going to try. So I was about 12. Do you remember how old you were when you played out, I guess, let's call it professionally for the first time where you went out and found your first paid gig? Do you remember how old you were? I was 22. 22. Okay. So a young 20. Yeah. Yeah, no, maybe 23. Okay. Sorry, let me take all those 22s back. It was 23. I was playing with Heather and Presley Lewis, Heather Eileen, Presley Lewis okay. at Tumbleweed in the, some, on the back of a, some semi-truck trailer for a benefit. Okay. So I don't, wouldn't, I don't know if that's professional, but <laughs> by God, I was there. Well, you got a paycheck. Did you get a paycheck? <laughs> it was a benefit. Oh, well, okay. Me. Okay. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. I was going to say, you'd be a real douche if you got a paycheck and a benefit. Right? <laughs> Did I say that? Well, hold on. <laughs> if, uh, if you got paid, you don't tell anybody yeah, that, right? Never been paid for a benefit. <laughs> exactly. There you go. <laughs> I missed that, that word, that operative word, that key word there it was, it was important that uh, I shouldn't have missed that but uh so how many shows at your peak like when you were really playing a lot do you remember about how many shows you were playing a year on average no at least three to three to four shows a week okay yeah that's a lot yeah it was a lot and that was a full was that a full-time job for you at one time we were just playing professionally and okay i went to school to do uh Nails. I don't know why I picked to do nails, but I did. And I just wanted something, I think, to finish quickly. And I was like, you know what? I'll go do nails. And I'm such not a girly girl, so it was really um, right. an awkward job for me. My dad yeah. was like, what? But um, I quit. I only did it for like a year. So I used my little tech license for a year that cost like six grand for my dad. <laughs> and I was like, I'm, I'm quitting. I dropped out of college. I was going to college to do something I could never figure out what I was going to do and I was like this is it I'm going to just go play music and my mom's like you're, you're really messing up here what <laughs> but a I rebel. haven't what I, a rebel, I, I, was, I, was, I was having the time of my damn she, life she's like. a tattooed rebel I'm telling you <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think you just have to kind of do what you feel is right and your your heart will always guide you you know I think so many parents preach I don't know, I'll probably get in trouble for saying this, but so many parents preach, go to college, get a college degree. But you know what? School is not for everybody. And you don't necessarily have to have a college degree to be very successful, even monetarily. Right. I know a lot of people that make a lot of money that don't have a master's degree. Right. So and, you know, I hear guys like Jeff Canada, who was on my show, you know, he's pretty vocal about the struggle of music and you know there he'll tell you that he's not making a million dollars a year but it's what he loves to do it's the passion and I think when you have that passion you just try to see it through regardless of whether you're making you know four hundred thousand dollars a year or forty thousand dollars a year it's that passion that 
drives you and that's where your heart is and you love to do it. So you accept it, right? Right. Yeah. Whereas a lot of people think, oh, well, I have to, I have to have a job that pays me $350,000 a year. That's the only way I'm going to be happy. But money doesn't necessarily always bring happiness. It doesn't. No. I mean, it, it makes things a whole lot easier, I'll tell you. <laughs> well, yeah, it, yeah, you're right. It doesn't hurt. It doesn't hurt at all. I wouldn't be mad driving around no. the Bentley. Well, of you know course not. Of course you wouldn't. You're, you're a woman. Of course you wouldn't mind driving around in a Bentley. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to look pissed the whole time. I, <laughs> I hate this Bentley. Right. Is there anything new and exciting coming up for you as it relates to shows maybe like a new location or maybe new music that might be coming up that you're writing that you're thinking about recording is there anything that you can share with the listeners i am actually currently writing and i plan to by the beginning of next year start to put it all together and get in the studio i've talked to some friends and we're gonna get that set up also um i just uh it's probably not a big deal to everybody else, but it, to me, it was cool. I just signed a contract with a Miller Lite Rodeo, the Houston Rodeo. I'm going to play in there on Very uh, cool. in March. Yeah, March. So um, I'm excited about well, that's that. That's a big deal. Yeah, I love playing the rodeo. Yeah. I mean, I've mean, i never played the rodeo. I played the USO tent and yeah. like some other ones like way back in the day, but I'm in Miller Lite now. Like I'm yeah. drinking. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some fringe benefits to that show, right? I'm <laughs> yeah. thinking, right? The cook off. I got to um, Yeah. <laughs> Man, I don't know. You know what? That sounds really cool of you to offer that. I, and I was just going to tell you when I said that I've never played the, um, the cook off. <laughs> I'm not a crowd guy like that. Like you can almost give that ticket probably to somebody (laughs) else. Thank you. You, I love you so much, Jesse. You're so so sweet for offering, but I don't want, I do not want to go down to the cook-off. I will, I will come support you at any other place, but probably the cook-off too many. um, Getting there is the most anxiety ridden thing. I promised myself in these interviews that I (laughs) will not go down and start moaning and bitching about things, but I am so not, you're not coming. I'm, I'm not coming. Don't send me a ticket. You know what? I don't know. I might, you know, I, I surprise people sometimes. I'm just not into fighting hours of nonsense for something, right? You know what I'm saying? It's just too many people for me. And when you combine like, drinking with that many people it's just nothing ever good really seems to come out of that we normally get in and get out for that reason just to be honest it's probably an age thing for me i'm not 22 anymore like if you would have said hey randy i got a ticket for you you know 15 20 years ago i'm like you have two i've got buddies that want to come right like i would have totally been there but now it's like i have have another show that you would come to Oh, how many people are going to be there? Not a lot. It's in the the Old Town Theater in Huntsville. I completely just space that. And it's a huge show for me. I would come to that. I'm so stoked. I would love to come to that. I got to watch uh, Patty Loveless. Wait, is that her name? One of those ladies. Sure. I got to watch her play up there um, in June. Yeah. And Pam Tillis, sorry. Oh, Pam Tillis. Pam Tillis. And it's like an old theater, like a real old school Mm -hmm. theater. They got like the rafters up here. I'm opening up for Sundance. Oh, cool. Yeah, Very so cool. I watched... I would love to see I watched that. her, and I got to meet the lady that books up there. She was at the Big E. Okay. And she's like, you're amazing. I would love to have you. Isn't like, that cool? And then she finally did book me 
with Sundance. Awesome. I yeah. love Sundance. Yeah. I'm stoked about yeah. that one. I forgot. That's awesome. I've, t- I've talked to Sundance about coming onto the show and he agreed, but we've never lined it out from a, from a timing perspective. But yeah, I would totally come up there and you don't even have to leave me a ticket. Like I so love to support my fellow artists by I've had some great names on my show and, you know, they're like, can I send a record? Can I blah, blah, blah. I'm like, can I just buy it? I'd like to buy a copy. That's just what I do. I like to support you guys, the artists, my peers. Right. So you tell me when, and uh, I would definitely love to come. January 17th. January 17th. Old Town Theater in Huntsville. Right. And what else from a show perspective? So you got the Miller Lite thing coming up in March. The, the Huntsville Theater. Anything else in and around the greater Houston area? I just finished my VFW tour. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> I did play a lot of VFWs this summer. Did you really? Yeah. How like, were those? They were fun. Yeah. Like it was always like, you know, some event, you know, of course, f- fundraiser event. But, um, <laughs> so I, I don't know. That was funny. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, not that I, I mean, there's my normal ones. I'll be a biggie once a month. I'm not exactly sure of those dates. It would take okay, me sure. 20 minutes to pull those up. I'm sure of course. iPhones are tricky, Yeah, but um, those are my two, my two big ones as of right now that I can think of. If God forbid I missed one, I might get bitched out later, but um, yeah. Are you interested in ever, I think the one at Mahoney's up in the woodlands on the waterway, would you ever be interested in song swapping with me? And I think that oh, would yes. be a great show for you because it's closer to your house, but yet it's and in the city kind office, of thing. Yeah, exactly. Straight there from work. Yes. Let, me, let me know. I'm, I'm going to have my friend Sandy June, who's a charting artist uh, right now, and um, she's going to be song swapping with me on January 11th. But I think I've got another show there in February. So maybe February. I would love You that. and I can do something with Chris. 100%. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll be there. You tell me when. Okay, cool. Is it like a Thursday? What? It's a Thursday from 8 to 11. Yeah. Oh. A little late for me, but cool place. And it's probably about as close as I play to where you live. So where can the listeners find you on social media if they wanted to look up all things Jesse Roach? So you can go to my um, my music page on Facebook. It's uh, Jesse Roach Music. And uh, my Instagram is Jesse Roach Texas Music, I believe. Sorry. I'll correct you there. Um, <laughs> you were close, but it's Jesse Roach Texas underscore music. Okay. Specifically. Right. Oh, and, and I'm sure as you type in Jesse Roach Texas that it, the rest would kind of propagate itself out but if somebody is specifically looking there's an underscore in between texas and music well jesse listen i appreciate you coming to the studio all the way from the woodlands and sharing your story it's great to get your name out there and let the listeners hear a little bit about what you have going on you have some stuff out on spotify that can be listened to and I think you have some older stuff on floating around on YouTube which is where I saw you it's some of the rebel stuff but uh, it was good I loved it and I think the other listeners would would definitely love it too but thanks for sharing your story and your chat about your personal life and the American Idol 
tenured time. That was fun. It's good to hear kind of the behind the scenes because us civilians don't get to <laughs> to see to see that side of the show. So it's it's really cool. So thanks for being here. Thank I appreciate you for having it. me. I had a good time. It's, Thank you. It's my pleasure. And I asked the listeners to like, share, and subscribe to the podcast on Facebook at Backstage Pass Radio Podcast, on Instagram at Backstage Pass Radio. And on the website at backstagepassradio.com. And Jesse, I guess while I'm thinking about it, I'm going to pick on you one more time and ask you if you maybe grab the guitar and play us out. Absolutely. Awesome. Okay, so this song is uh, called Angel Wings. When I lived out in Cyprus, I uh, played this every bar there was on Jones Road, honestly. And um, there was always this picture on the wall wherever I went some with jerseys and a shot glass on top, but it was one of their main bartenders at all these bars. And her name was uh, Jessica. And I was like, who's this girl? She's at every bar I play at, like her picture. Well, she passed away in a motorcycle accident, tragically. And um, I was playing at whatever bar, right? Like, I don't know, probably eight years ago. And um, they were coming from her funeral and they were giving me some of her words that she had written before she passed. And they're like, if you can use it, you know, maybe write a song about it. And I kind of got to know the town. And um, one morning I woke up and I wrote the song in like 10 minutes. I have literally been holding on to these words for six months. But uh, it's called Angel Wings. And that was kind of what her poem or whatever that she wrote was about and how she believed in this and she believed in that, you know, and it made her life great or whatever. So this is what I wrote about her. There's a picture on the wall down here at the local bar somebody's grandmother and daughter it just a freeze frame of memories in your mind in 27 years and she's gone another child without their mom You better make it sweet in There ain't no dream that ain't worth chasing
better make it sweet in There ain't no dream that ain't worth chasing What's what's funny is um, you know you're gonna hit that in the microphone or what? I mean, <laughs> go ahead, hit it in the microphone. Come on, Montana will laugh. Yeah, Montana, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> She's stinking up my whole studio here. Uh, just kidding. I forgot what we were even talking about. Jesus, sucker for sad songs is what I said. Oh, I agree with you 100. percent Like I'm the. Um, the melancholy guy like I love the dark or the you know just the sad dark because I think it's um it's it's, it's just those are straight to the heart songs for me and Terry my wife is always like what are you going to play at your show tonight you should it's Friday night people are excited to be all for it you should play something upbeat Every time they say it to me, I'm like, "Hey, <laughs> I'm with you." It's like I'm doing and, twenty more sad songs. I know, just and I and I try to tell her it's like you can't tell an artist how to paint the canvas, right? It's right. like they have to go and play what they feel, and that emotion will come out. But those songs resonate, like, and it may be me and you might be the only two, but. <laughs> 
That's but fine. Actually, but no, I, I would be lying if I said that because I've had so many artists that I've had on the show that say, you know, I'm just a sucker for the for the melancholy. Like I lo- I love the dark depressing stuff because it just hits different somehow it just hits different you know some kind of i I love it i do all of chris stapleton's sad songs yeah and i I drawn to that for some reason his upbeat songs but i just yeah don't i can i mean don't get me wrong i will rock out if necessary but i rather if i'm gonna sit down and sing you a song it's gonna be you're gonna like want to cry maybe for a minute or like be a little sad for a second at least well, I made the comment kind of off the record to the listeners that are listening that, you know, that you had a Nashville, like, I mean, you could, you could be a star, I think, but I think it's that song that really resonated. I'm not like, it's touching to me. It's deep, it's dark, and it's a connection that you draw to. If you said, Randy, I'm going to play something by Bruno Mars, you're going to want to get up and dance. Like, I, it wouldn't hit me the same way. Like, Bruno Mars is fine. Like, there's nothing yeah, wrong with Bruno well. Mars. But I prefer the, you know, let me uh, go jump off of a bridge right now. Kind of, <laughs> kind of music, right? It's just me. It's just my, it's <laughs> just my preference. So, But it's nice to have somebody sitting across the table that actually kind of concurs with my right. sentiment, right? It's funny because you're like, you were like the rebel rocker, but I'm singing sad cry songs. Like, yeah. <laughs> right? John Prine. Yes. I am an old woman. Yes. I love that. Well, you guys listen, take care of yourselves and each other, and we'll see you right back here on the next episode of Backstage Pass Radio. Thanks so much for joining us. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of Backstage Pass Radio. Make sure to follow Randy on Facebook and Instagram at Randy Halsey Music and on Twitter at Music. Also make sure to like, subscribe, and turn on alerts for upcoming podcasts. If you enjoyed the podcast, make sure to share the link with a friend and tell them Backstage Pass Radio is the best show on the web for everything music. We'll see you next time right here on Backstage Pass Radio.